0: The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is TNF In Session, the real episode 14. I'll explain. I'm Ken Apsock. And how are all of you? yes. This is going to be fun, because if it's not going to be fun, what the hell are we here? Hello, this is the podcast that is recorded on a private, private such a dirty word, uh, <laughs> an exclusive, that's so elitist, on an unlisted YouTube link shared with my Patreon supporters, and then it is my Patreon supporters at certain levels and above the ask me some wonderful thought-provoking questions and get me thinking about all the wonderful things in the world that we want to talk about we have some great people watching live and i love to shout them out the reason i love to shout them out is because without them i don't exist anymore so please thank you to jonas bergren who needs to go to bed but is watching me in a different time zone live right now as i record this and i appreciate that chad bennyfield's here chad Makes horrible choices in cargo shorts and socks and sandals, but we love him nonetheless. He's like my assistant football coach in the uh, fandom community here. The Hump is here from UK. Christy McGee, we call her Ball Drop McGee, Padlock McGee, occasionally when we're apparently drunk during the day. But she is one of the Dark Mode sisters, a, a subgroup that has emerged here in the Knapsack Files community. Lauren Romo is a part of that group, as is Sarah Risley. And uh, uh, Grace Hancock, host of Think Piecing, the podcast, uh, is part of that as well. The Dark Side Sisters. It's it's the Dark Side Force users, but also those who use the Dark Mode. I said Dark Side, Dark Mode Sisters, who use that horrible Dark Mode on their phones uh, and apps. Uh, Dark Mode Sisters for life. I think we even have a logo now. And... Chad Benefielder says, cargo shorts forever, and that is why you fail. Old Hansaw is here. He also goes by the name I Got a Name on YouTube, which is confusing to me still, even after all these years. Does Patreon exist anymore? I I, I am fueled by my wonderful supporters on Patreon, and I got to tell you, I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, Patreon's not showing up for a lot of folks, um, which scares me when your entire business is run on that model. Um, and it's people are like systems down. Like, oh boy, that could be a problem. But we're gonna be uh, talking some positive things here. I got a camera rolling, which is uh, interesting because the, the camera's up at a nice uh, camera eye line level. But I'm looking down. I'm looking down over here at all the things going on. Because I got to get some questions up. Um, where I could do that? I I could I could I should hook a monitor. I don't have that technology. Or enough duct tape, but I I could hook a monitor to my tripod, and that way I can, or I could just get a teleprompter. Why don't I just get a TV studio? Why don't I just do that? Uh, Hey everybody, TNFN session is built on your questions, and I want to uh, from Patreon. I want to thank everyone on Patreon, particularly my executive producer supporters and those at the producer level. We got some a couple new members there, Jeff and James checking in here. But on the executive producer tier, we got. Uh, Thomas Risling, sometimes we call him Sir Thomas the Lethal Logan X, I call him another name, but uh, the people can't know that name. That's his uh, shoot. Uh, that's a, that's his work name. We can't give up. A, get out. Give out a shoot name. Uh, Bador, my Twitch coach Matt Thompson re- <clears throat> recently got married to Shelley. I hope Matt is busy on a honeymoon, uh, a social distant honeymoon, and not listening to this. Uh, Taimur, Nathan Overdale, first rate Nate, who was one of the nicest guys in the world. They're, everyone's nice here. Well, you know. Matt Thompson, we we don't know about. Um, no, Tamer uh, nice too. Uh, Na- you're all nice. Matt uh, Nathan Ovendale, his his wife just gave birth to her second child, and he sent me alcohol to celebrate. What is this with the guy? Chad Shallen, uh, Ty, <laughs> Chad Benifield, Ty Ty get with it, Ken. Tommy Terry Green, Jonas Berger, and the aforementioned Jonas Berger, and Andrew Center. You also know him as Star Wars Ramblings online. Find him. Old Handsaw. I don't. I use Old Handsaw's work name. That's his work name. His shoot name. We don't use often, but I know it. Uh, Zach Taylor, and Donald Long, a.k.a. Ranger Donald, both a work and shoot name. Uh, Dark Mode sisters are uniting. I got to take a sip of water live on air. I'm sorry to do that. This is what happens when you record your podcast live. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Here's what's going on. I don't know when this emerged. I love toast. (laughs) Put that on a t-shirt. I love lamp. I love toast, but I get, I move away from it sometimes. Like I, sometimes I go away from toast for like two years. And just recently I, um, just recently I like was like, Oh, you know what? I love toast. I gotta take another sip of water. Wow. That's I'm going to have to edit that out. Um, so I've been getting some some uh, good wheat bread and some uh, organic uh, crunchy peanut butter from Sprouts and some uh, jelly I like apricot jelly, strawberry jelly preserves really. Uh this week I got sugar-free strawberry preserves which just might as well be like Play-Doh, tasteless Play-Doh on a sandwich. Um and I don't have, you know, I know there's different kind of toast and I have a, I have a, a fortunate enough to have an audience that's not just here in the States. I love the States. I'm uh, proud of the States. Uh, I'll still celebrate the States, but I like my friends around the world too. And you all have different toasts. I'm not going to say weird toasts. All right. That'd be very Teddy Roosevelt of me. Uh, I don't know. Uh, You know, over there in the UK, you put weird things on your toast. I don't know what what you call toast. I might call a sandwich. I don't know. Um... Uh, I, I, uh, God bless y'all. I want to try something uh, f- a toast from another country, but I just love peanut butter, jelly, little honey, little honey on it. But what's happening is that transition suddenly out of nowhere to m- me making myself peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which is great. And then I, all of a sudden I started getting granola bars and I realized that at 44, suddenly I'm packing myself the same lunch my mom made for me in the third grade and it's amazing. I am having like it's a nostalgia trip, and I legitimately feel better. I think it's some sort of, um, I think it's some sort of uh, uh, self therapy, some self, uh, you know, uh, care. I going back to a nice, warm, safety spot of my life, third grade with a sack lunch. I just need a Capri Sun or a box of high C, maybe some carrot sticks and this and a folded up napkin. And a note that says, I love you. And I think I'm okay. I think I just stumbled on a way to make us all feel better during the lockdown. Pack yourself a brown bag lunch. And leave yourself an affirmation. Wow, we should market this. Where's Tony Robbins? He'll steal it from me and I'll steal it back. Because it's working. I, and I just did it before. That's why I'm choking. Um, I'm choking on bread that I just had. Don't go podcast don't go chasing waterfalls stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to but also don't have flaky uh, bread um right before you podcast that's the whole point of that story but here's the other thing this is freaky i did it today for the first time i made the peanut butter and jelly sandwich and for the first time in my life i do mean for the first time in my life I cut the peanut butter jelly uh, sandwich in half as if I was preparing it for seven-year-old me. It was really weird. I... Yeah, but it it made me feel... (laughs) made me feel safe. I don't know. Uh, Live in chat, uh, uh, we've got uh, people telling me about uh, Marmot and my UK friends and switch the mustard for some ketchup. Marmot is the food of God, says Graham Butler. Man, you know, I don't know what marmot is. I don't, I know what vegemite is. I've heard, by the way, I've heard what, I've heard the name, the term, the phrase, the description, Marmot. I've, I'm not saying like I've never heard that. I don't know what it is. I've had Vegemite. I won't be having much Vegemite again in my life. Um no, I don't, uh, Christy, I don't cut the crust off. Uh, that's going on live. And by the way, if you're listening here later on the podcast, you are capturing the audio of a man talking to um, banners on YouTube. Mar- Marmite? Marmot. No, I'm going to say Marmot because it sounds appropriate. I don't know. Marmite. It's like Vegemite, but better, says Jason Humphreys, straight from the U.K., proving that the Australian-United uh, Kingdom rivalry... Uh, goes on. It's a yeast extract. Well, that just I I can't think of one thing I want less on a snack than a yeast extract. And you can quote me on that. Put that on my Yelp review. Uh Pete Rich has joined the conversation playing the Ghost of Tsushima, which is a game I do want to play. I just think is uh it's just I I don't have that type of type of life right now. Um, all right, so I got a couple questions. We're gonna have to go uh, I'm gonna really have to rely on the live audience for questions this time around. And we'll take a quick break too um, because um, I I had a weird schedule of the thing. I put the I put the prompt up for this episode and uh, on on the patreon page asking for questions. and I uh, had to move the show back a week because uh, the conflict. And so I only got a couple questions. So that means the people live uh, live in the audience. I'm gonna have to rely on you uh, for some questions. Lauren Roma says we got you, Ken Graham Butler. Who, by the way, is over there? Uh, what uh, what actual? Uh, well, Graham, don't give up your city. People will find you. He's wearing a kilt. Um, he says beer is a yeast. I don't like beer. I'm not Mark Ellis. You're confusing me with Mark Ellis. Not all white comedians look the same. I despise beer i don't I, I drink beer because my own spit is the last alternative I beer not good i'm a, I'm a cocktail man which you could clip that out and use that wrong i guess um grand butler oh he reveals his edinburgh good luck finding me i'll find you I'll find you. I bet if, if you drop me off in this town center or the village the village center or town center of Edinburgh, I bet I could find you within four pubs, Graham. Because I bet you, I bet you, by the third pub, someone will, will know you and they'll lead me right to your doorstep. Jonas Bergen is with me. We'll find you. I'll find I am a strawberry daiquiri man, Christy McGee. That was the first drink I ever had, as revealed on Saturday Night Napsuck. When I do Saturday Night Napsuck, there's the true facts about your host. I'm rest assured, every fact in there is, is, is pretty much true. Um, Graham says we have 476 pubs, so you're probably right. I guarantee 476 pubs. I could get to. By three, I'll give myself three to five pubs. If I have a picture and a name, some will be like, oh, this bloke is up the road, man. He's over there in Essex. And I'll I'll find him. I know Essex isn't near Edinburgh. (laughs) I think think I'm being insensitive. I apologize. All right, a couple questions. Let's start with these prepared questions, and then we'll go to live questions from the audience there. And in the old days on TNF and session, we'd take phone calls Um. I might have to find a way. I think I found a way. You know what? I got a way. I'm going to, I'm going to, I got a little, we're going to do a little Joker dropping a broken pool cue stick in the middle of the room in a second on the other side of the break. Okay. We got some questions coming in here right now. All right. Jason Humphreys, the hump. We call him the, if you call him, Mr. Humphreys, he'll be upset. The hump. What concert in your lifetime? Would you have liked to? Uh, would you like to be at? For me, the Freddie Mercury tribute concert in 1992 would have been cool. That's a good choice. Are there any historical concerts you would have liked to been uh, like to be at? Uh, early Beatles in Hamburg for one. But for me, it's the first time. Beethoven's Fifth was performed at 1808. I googled the year. Oh, see that uh, that changes the question. I mean, it, it makes the question uh, giant in scope. Um, you know, I don't know how many concerts there were in 1312, but there might be some kind of hymnal that was sung that I wouldn't have mind uh, seeing of, of modern con- concerts. I'm a huge Beatles fan. So yes, I'd love to see, you could almost pick any Beatles show, but I'll tell you the one that I would have wanted to have been on was the rooftop concert, the, the, the Abbey Road, the top of the getting top, uh, get back that, that era. I will get up, get me up on the roof. So I could hear them say, you know, thanks mo, I'd like to say uh, you know, pass I'd like to say uh, you know, thank you on behalf of the group myself and I hope we pass the audition. You know, I, that's I would have loved to have been there for that. Cold frozen day, lunchtime UK. Everyone looking up wondering what's going on and I'm just seeing McCartney just wailing on on get back. Uh Ringo with the that that kind of like cold red snot covered nose pounding the skins. I would have, that's, that's the Beatles show I would have wanted to see. As far as other concerts and time here, you know, the, the, of, of the famous concerts, right? Um, The one that the, 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 the Red Rock amphitheater show that you two did in the mid eighties and, and Sunday, bloody Sunday, the video was based around. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Um, None of the wood. I I'm okay with the Woodstocks. It, it, it depends if if you're asking this question here, yeah, Kristen McGee in live chat says, time travel for snot nose, right? It should be a, a great, like Stephen King, Amazon Prime show. Oh, uh, old hand right? George Harrison tribute concert at Royal Albert Hall. Concert for Bangladesh. I love that. Wawa is one of my favorite songs. And I I joke about it, but when people are always like, what's your favorite moment on film? I'm like, when Ringo Starr and Jim Keltner were going beat for beat on the drums, uh, they're Wawa at the opening of the concert for Bangladesh, and people laugh, and I'm like, no, that's like my favorite moment on film. That would have been good. Um, No no festivals for me. Definitely not Altamont. Definitely not Woodstock 69, 99, or any of the Woodstocks. Unless, with this time travel-based question... I'm in some like time travel box hanging above it all. Or maybe, you know, the Beatles thing, I'm transported up to the cold and on, on a top of a rooftop on Abbey Road. But I'd go to like Woodstock, maybe watch Joe Cocker sing, you know, a little help from my friends if I'm like not on the mud. I don't have to use one of those porta potties or in 1999, get in a mud fight with Fred Dirtz. Like that's. Uh, that's what I would, that's what I would do. Um, but as far as like, I don't have, I, you know, I enjoy good classical music, but I don't, I'm like, I, you know, I'd like to see Mozart, you know, I'll just go, you know, get F. Murray Abraham's autograph at like a wizard world. Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, Harrison, uh, Prince, Jeff Lynn, Tom Petty, one was at the rock and roll hall of fame. There was the tribute one. So that's, that's a great question. It gets me thinking, um, um, not on the mud was the phrase for the second. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean, Chris? Well, both had a lot of mud problems. I just don't like festivals. I don't... I don't want a warm $12 beer and the only escape I have is maybe a tent. On a, This is why I don't do Burning Man. I can get behind finding some peace and tranquility in the desert, but if I don't have a Black Rock City Hilton, I'm not there, so... If I'm not at the Anaheim Pond, I don't know if I want to see a concert. It's it's my, it's my fault. Um, that's on me. All right, Don. Along, uh, we'll, we'll be talking. I'm sure we'll be talking about this concert one. Pop, they'll pop into my head uh, from time to time, like just famous events that I'd like to see. Um, because like you know, my my un- my late uncle, I I've told the story. He used to for a while after he got out of the Navy or maybe it was before the Navy. He's a little bit older than my dad. They moved out here from Iowa after all moving over from Russia, and then they moved to Anaheim in L.A., and so my uncle, I think my aunt, my, even my dad for a while, they all moved up. I think it was when they are just out of the house, and they all moved up to, like, sunset and everything. Then, then my, they ended, my dad ended up in the Navy. My uncle was in the Navy. But my uncle would always tell me stories. He used to go to the Whiskey A-Go-Go when the doors were like the house band, when they were like nothing. And he told me a story of hanging out on a Street Corner, waiting for in-between shows. Uh, Probably smoking the Good Lord's Weed, talking to David Crosby. Like, uh, mind-blowing stuff. That's I I wouldn't mind that stuff. Jonas Bergen uh, and Graham Butler talking about um, Reading Festival. Uh, Kristen McGee says uh, peace and tranquility is found in her bathtub. That's That sounds accurate. Uh, Jonas Bergen, last concert you went to, live chat. Uh, Last concert I went to. God, I don't remember. I, I, I mean, seriously, it's been a while. I stopped I kind of stopped going to live music shows. I, 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 and I miss the. I miss them. I used to go to House of Blues. I saw Liz Fair over at the House of Blues a lot. Uh, Roxy. I used to go to the Roxy, uh, uh, Keystone, um, uh, Whiskey. I used to do all that kind of stuff. Mid two thousands. Oh, you know what was? Uh, duh. A concert. I well, I wouldn't say concert. Let's just say live music performance. Uh, It would be a couple with my friend Van William, who is just a a talented rock star. And he had a. That was actually right before the lockdown. He had a little show. He was opening up, doing about five, six songs and some headlining stuff. And um, me and my friend Owen Moogan, a lot of you know from uh, This Is Life when he pops on the network. We met and went up there and watched him play. And like two weeks later, lockdown started. Uh, Before that, and before that, it was Van William as well doing um, the closing of his. uh, Uh, country album uh, tour here in L.A. Yeah, Van's great. Jonas Bergen, check out Van William. He's the best. Such a sweetheart of a person, too. So, um, all right. So next question here. We go to Donald Long. We call him Ranger Donald here in the community. And by the way, get in here. This is a great community. If you're watching this later, because I released this on on public uh, uh, on YouTube, which is a scary thing, YouTube's just a, it's, I don't know. If you're watching later and you don't really know me, this is just a, I don't do this kind of show every week. Do some silly stuff. i uh, got the box score heroes baseball stuff going now. But this is uh, this is about the community that's formed up around my silly words into this microphone. And, and it's great folks. And Donald Long, Range Donald is one of them. And he says this kind of similar question to The Hump. Uh, but what sports moment or event would you like to? Like to uh, be back in time somehow and, and and watch it live. Donald says, for me, it was really hard to choose. So here are the ones I couldn't choose from Jesse Owens at the 1936 Olympic Games. That's a great choice. Just kind of a big F you to Hitler. Game six, of the 1998 NBA Finals. Jordan's last game as a bull. And finally, WrestleMania won. Interesting choice there. Bonus picks are Patriots uh, as a Red Sox fan, Super Bowl. Uh, was it fifty one in the entire? I can't do Roman numerals anymore. They've gotten too high in the Super Bowl. The in the entire two thousand four a- ALCS. As a Yankee fan, Donald, two thousand four a- ALCS, I was I was in a green room at the Ice House Comedy Club in Pasadena with a bunch of Boston comics when Dave Roberts stole that base and the Red Sox came back and won. It was one of my more painful memories as a as a Yankee fan, and I I don't. Um, I don't uh, hold on to sports pain anymore. But as far as historic sports moments, sports, mo- sports moments, historic sports moments, being there live, because I've seen a few. I've, I've, I've been around the block, you know, uh, Kirk Gibson's home run, some great Olympic moments. Watched I watched them live, you know, and it's always kind of fun. Uh, Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl, great sports moments. I've seen them all. So as far as attending in person... Mark McGuire's record-breaking 62nd home run—the the shot down the line, left field. All things considered, I still love McGuire, and I still I still love Sosa, and love, love what they did for the game, controversies and all. We talked about it on Box Score Heroes last week. Would have liked him in there. Um, the Owens, the Owens, you know, one would have been interesting because here's the other question: It's 1936. You're at the Olympic Games, you're in a time machine, and you're there to watch Jesse Owens win a race, but would you also try to assassinate Hitler? That's the question that Quentin Tarantino would try to answer. That might be good. Um, Christy McGee was at the Bloody Sock game. Oh, you Red Sox fans, man. Lauren Rome was at the 1994 World Cup. Look at that. Um Jonas Bergen says oh Van has a song with the Swedish group uh, First Aid Kit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I have not seen uh, First Aid Kit live, but I was on a video call with Van and they were on tour and they were like in the room and Van we were doing a Star Wars thing and they were laughing at him. I uh, forget the girl's names. I'm so sorry. The First Aid First Aid Kit, look them up. And they were like in the room laughing, kind of teasing Van for me, a Star Wars nerd. And that was cool, Jonas. That was cool. They're great. They're really good. They're great on Revolution. Christian McGee says, in all caps, I'm not a Sox fan. Prove it. Prove me wrong, children. Prove me wrong. Lauren Romo, uh, you guys, this is great. Live chat. Um, Lauren Romo, my sports highlight, I was at the 2006 ALCS when Maggie Ordonis hit the home run. Oh, that was a great one. I was watching that live. Jason Humphreys. Would go to the 1966 World Cup fi- uh, final. Old handsaw, miracle on ice. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Great moment. Great moment. Even though I know the team's pissing people off recently. Uh, Chad Bedafield says My wife and I were the first Major League Baseball interleague game between the Braves and the Orioles. Got to see Kyle Rickman Jr. I remember that. I remember that. And I think that day the Rangers and Giants also played, and they were like the first other inter, inter- league game. Good stuff. Uh, Pete Rich once heckled Maglio pretty heavily at a Cleveland game. That's uh that's okay. I like Maglio. You ever hear that story? For those who aren't sports fans, we'll do we'll talk about this on Box Score Heroes more, I guess. Maglio Ordonez saved a life by just being a baseball player who was hurt. And unfortunately, a lot of people obviously uh, affected and lost their lives on 9-11. This isn't a lighthearted 9-11 story. But Maglio Ordonez was hurt for the White Sox. And there's this guy, he told the story, he goes, he was uh, heading into the World Trade Center to go to work. And he remembered that he had Maglio Ordonez active on his fantasy baseball team, but he knew he was hurt. He saw in the paper, oh, God, he's hurt. So, like, he turned around and he dealt with that, and that delay kept the guy from going into the office, and he would have been up there. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. You never know what you do could save someone else or change your life. So I always remember that. Every time I hear the name Meglio Ordonez, I I remember that uh, story. Uh, Lauren Romo attended the NBA Finals. There you go. Um, So as far as historic event, uh, the one I'd like to be at, um... I'd say uh, like the Greek Greco-Roman wrestling when it was all nude, like just watching that one, right? Just taking notes, taking score at home. No, um, I wouldn't mind seeing, I would, uh, you know, I'll say it. I uh, uh, What is it? April 15th, 1947, Jackie Robinson's first game. I wouldn't mind watching that. Maybe pounding some faces in the stands of people saying all the things to him. I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind at all doing that with the time machine uh wouldn't mind doing that uh bobby thompson's home run at 51 which we know now was uh was all the work um you know uh he hit it but you know giants were stealing signs like the astros were back then uh i'm a yankee fan i got to watch it live but being in the stadium when charlie hayes grabs that pop foul and, uh, and win the world series in uh, 1996 um i think that uh, i think that would be good I'm trying to get out of the baseball realm um uh, I don't know. I was, I'm a Miami Dolphin football fan, but I want to. I want to go beyond that scope to legendary moments in sports history. And you guys are you guys are naming a lot of them there. Maybe the first Super Bowl. Just experience that. Watch Max McGee catch a patch pass. That would make Mark Ellis happy. Um, but that's a good question, Donald. Because there's a, you could you could go a long, you know, a long way. You go go. I mean, I'm a baseball fan. A baseball story and. Uh, in my heart. So I'm having a lot of that. Jonas Bergen says, last sports event I went to were Monster monster Jam, Monster Truck event with Grave Digger. It does count it as a sport. Absolutely. The Ice Bowl is a good choice. Ranger Donald says that. As far as wrestling, I'm a wrestling guy. Yeah, WrestleMania 1, uh, WrestleMania, um, probably WrestleMania 5, Macho Hogan. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Maybe being in attendance... For um, some of the big uh, WrestleMania moments, but back in the day, like I love all the current ones. I so wouldn't mind seeing being there for those, but be, it's the history. You don't just want to be here. I want being there at the beginning of all things. Would be good. Um, I know I know some folks who were at the WrestleMania too. John G's got it. Super Bowl one the night before drinking with Max McGee. That's that's the, actually that is the ESPN scripted series pitch. John G. The night before. And you go in a time machine, and you want to go back to 36 to watch Jesse Owens and assassinate Hitler. You end up accidentally going to Super Bowl the night before Super Bowl one, and you're out drinking with Max McGee. I think I think that. Um, all right, that's a great question. You got this uh, this one coming over from the Discord Discord section from Trey. We call him definitely not Trey. I don't know the story about that Trey. It'd be. That'd be, I'd love to hear that story one day. Not now, Trey. Send it in a, in a sternly written letter. Trey says, does the Mustang have a name yet? Have you signed it a gender? Do you speak to it the way you talk to Ratsy? I must know. This is, a, this, is a, this is a good question. We all kind of name our cars, right? We all have personalities attached to our cars. Um, I don't necessarily always nickname them. The Camry, I think the Camry just became a 2000, it was the 2004 Camry. It was like, it was, that was its official title. My first car, and we were talking about this on the Twitch stream the other night. Um, hashtag PT Cruiser uh, and PT Cruising for Life. Uh, my first car was a 1981 Ford Fairmont. White with a leather top. Not the top wouldn't come down. It was just a leather top, red, crimson red interior, and yeah, I know it was cool. I I I was as cool as you th- would think, and uh, I I just without hesitation dubbed that car the Millennium Fairmont, um, and felt. Like I really made a good move and decision in my life to call it that. Like I felt I was going places by naming my Ford Fairmont the Millennium Fairmont. Like, and I had a I had a blanket in it, because it was like a grandma car, and I literally, literally. Do you say liter- literally or literally? What do you all say for comic purposes? My old friend Brian Keith Etheridge used to have a joke, and it involved the term literally. So I did that, um, but I bought the car, a thousand dollars cash or my parents did. And I had to pay my parents back. And I bought this Ford Femme from a, literally a grandma, not my grandma, just a grandma that I think my mom and dad were cl- helping her like clean her house or something like that. She lived in a mobile home park in Pismo beach, California, and she couldn't drive anymore. And so they're like, well, our son needs a car. And so she's like, all right, I'll, I'll sell it. And I uh, remember backing out that car for the first time. Oh, I thought it was so cool. But I, um, I put in a, I put in an Afghan uh, rug or, or Afghan blanket in the back because so I was like, it's a grandma car. I'll make fun of that. But then I named it the Millennium Fairmont, and it was a cool car. Then I, um, then I got the, got rid of that and got the nineteen ninety two Plymouth Colt two door hatchback. Shook when it went over thirty five miles per hour. The AC worked, but I had to choose between moving the car, driving, or running the AC. It was a weird decision. I called that the Blue Tic Tac. And that one was car, car was good. Then, oh, God, this is probably not thrilling, compelling broadcasting, but I'm going to go with this. We talked about this on Twitch just last night. The next car after that I had was a 1990 Chevy Lumina. I only had that car for a year until it started to catch on fire and traffic on the side of uh, the mountain in Laurel Canyon, heading out back into the valley. Um, and I called that the heated Lumina because the heater was so good and it was a comfortable car. And that just was a joke I made. But I I would name like my friend's my friend Gavin had a big old like 1972 I don't know if it was a Chevy it was one of those like big bulky would have been considered classic at one point but definitely wasn't just kind of a big bulky pickup truck and I named that the big old rusty bucket of fun and that stuck until the very end After that I didn't name the car then I got the Infinity I th- I just called that the uh, luxury family sedan. I'd refer to that as that. It didn't have a name. The Camry, I think, just became the 2004 Camry. All that leads up to Trey's question. I'm sorry for the boring answer. I now have a 2002 Ford Mustang, black convertible, black top uh, convertible, silver body. Uh, Got it from my friend, uh, actually, Lethal Logan X, uh, in the the, the executive producer tier. Sold me the car after my Camry was taken from me. Rest in peace, Camry. I don't have it named yet. I think it's slowly becoming just The Mustang. Capital T, capital M. The Mustang. And I think that kind of says it. We'll find out. Maybe I'll take an open competition submissions for the nickname of The Mustang. But I don't believe nicknames... I don't believe n- nicknames work like that. There's an episode of Kirby Enthusiasm. I think it's like season nine, and um, yeah, I think it's season nine. And um, the guy who used to be used to be on Ally McBeal is like the head lawyer guy, and he's um, not Peter McNichol, the other guy, Gill something or other. And he's a, he's like a doctor, and he and he goes and he has the nickname Rusty, and it's on his business card. And Larry David's like. Uh, you don't look like a rusty and like, did you earn this nickname? Cause he kind of gave it to himself. And I agree with that. I, I, I Nicknames just happen. They'll click in one day, click in one day. I actually hired an employee back in the old security days. And he was an older, he's actually a couple years older than me. And he was like, it was his like part-time job or whatever, but he was a medic. He was a first aid EMT, drew, drove an ambulance. And I hired him to, to work for my team. And he told me his nickname I don't want to embarrass, should the guy listen, I don't want to embarrass him, but he told me his nickname. I'll just say it's, uh, I don't know, uh, Cap. And uh, I'm like, what? But your name, says your name here. And he's like, yeah, but you can call me Cap. And I was like, I don't know you. You haven't earned a nickname for me yet. I'll christen you with some. Yeah, but people call me, I don't, you have to earn it. Nicknames are earned. Nicknames are earned. Lauren Romo in chat, her uh, her family and her, what, I forget, Lord, it was your family, it Had a, they had a PT Cruiser. Woo, my God, my God. Uh, catching up with chat here, uh, Pete Rich says, my uh, current car does not have a nickname, but it is a Decepticon, complete with a Decepticon license plate frame and logo on the screen of my console. So Pete's driving around his Transformers toy. You guys uh, in live chat, you're listing some great... You're listening to some great first cars. Jonas Berggren has a uh, Citroen uh, C three pile of junk called a uh, Scrotrig- How do you say that in broken, um, stupid, uh, arrogant English? Scrothrosigen. Translation is a pile of junk. My old radio partner, my old, one of my well, a little bit, my old radio, one of my bosses, uh, Freddie B. he, he still collects Citroens. Family car, says Lauren. Good for you. Zach Anderson says, just, just tried... Oh, by the way, Zach Anderson's arrived. <sighs> just try to avoid nicknames like mine. Whiteout. Yeah, his nickname is... Is that, that what you're talking about, Zach? Your nickname's the Whiteout. I don't... That doesn't sound like... That doesn't sound right. All right. On the podcast, we thank you so much for listening, but we're going to take a quick break. On the YouTube stream, you get bonus content. You get to watch me switch out the files... And then we get to hang. And on the other half of this show, TNF In Session, episode 14, we will take live questions.
1: Well, hello there. This is Lauren Romo, one of the co-hosts of the Galactic Podcast. We are two gals that just talk anything and everything within that galaxy, far, far away. Come join us for the Star Wars discussions. Stay for that silliness. You can find us on Apple Pod, Spotify, Google Play, and Podbean. Follow us on Twitter at the Galactic Pod. And as always, may that force be with you.
0: Hey, y'all, what's going on? This is Kojak. I create music that can be found both on YouTube and SoundCloud, and now I'm a recent streamer on Twitch. So if you're looking for some chill instrumentals, check me out on YouTube and SoundCloud under K O J Q. And for some laughs, you can check my Twitch page under KO
1: underscore JEQ. Everyone, please be safe, and thank you.
0: It's time, baseball fans. The new podcast feed, Box Score Heroes, has arrived. This is the new home of this show, Behind the Bag, with Ken Napsock and Tom Dagnino. And it it's also the place to find shows like the Legends of the Wax Packs, the only baseball power rankings you need, and My Favorite Baseball, a nostalgic look back at the game we all love, and more. Find the podcast feed on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Box Score Heroes is your podcast home for everyone with a A passion for all things baseball. All right, we're back here on TNF in session, uh, episode fourteen—the actual episode fourteen. I miscount my numbers a lot on the podcast. It's. It's a problem. And uh, I think the last time, last month, I do these once a month or try to. And I did it last month. And uh, oopsie, oopsie. um, That didn't work out. I I, I counted wrong. And I said last month was episode 14. This is episode 14. Hilarious. I know. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. We got a question that just came in. And then I'm going to go up here to the Discord server. And I'm going to go to the live link... Channel. I'm gonna drop. I'm gonna drop a link in. It's the Streamyard link, and I know a lot of people do this, get good fan involvement. No one had this. I no one person had this idea. But if anyone wants to try to pop in live onto this show, you got a camera and you're not afraid to talk and get into the conversation, respectfully. The link's there for you. First come, first serve. We have got Andy Ortiz coming in with a great question. I love Andy's questions. Um, oh, where did that question go? Oh, I know where it went. It would—it's in the other link. Bear with me. Listen to this nice theme music, generically purchased at Audio Jungle, but I like it. Andy Ortiz. Baseball season's coming. Andy's probably happy. He's a Ranger fan. Andy says, what do you think of music react channels? It seems gimmicky to me, especially people who react to obscure bands that I love. A channel called Lost in Vegas seems to be the most genuine. Okay, I'm going to admit something. I don't know what that is. What is that? So I get, so it's a music react. How can you react to music? Is it on YouTube? Someone help me. Is this like TikTok? I understand. I get to, I understand how TikTok works, but like. I don't want to understand how it works because if there's a whole like YouTube subculture of music reacting, like I'd have a lot of fun doing that. Kristen McGee in live chat says, I didn't know that was a thing. Huh? That, um, I, you know, Andy, that's a great question. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not a huge fan of reacting as content. Not that, not that what I'm doing right now is super content, but, um, it's also, it, it's uh, I love discussing it. So a music react channel where you play a song, react to it, and discuss the merits of the song, break down the emotional meanings of the song, or just the cool beat, or just what you like or don't like, I can get behind that. We do it for movies. We're not doing it for music. And there's a lot of, there's music podcasts out there. It's just, it is touchy because, you know, um, like I could play a Spice Girls song right now from my phone, but then this this video's taken down, and I get I don't get to earn my twelve cents from YouTube, and it's a little um, it's a little like um, you know um, I lost my train of thought because I, I got the answer ready. Okay, carbon swap. Just hey, what's up, carbon swap? Like a banjo player that's never seen Tom Morello before, they film the reaction to seeing or hearing the music for the first time. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. And it is on YouTube. Okay. Lauren and Christy, the Dark Mode Sisters are out of touch on this there. Um yeah, but as far as reaction yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um it's tricky with music cuz I'd love to I do the k radio on the Patreon page, which is I play like 8 of my uh, a monthly playlist. I still need the July one to come out. And I just play like like I'm a DJ. Um that's um I wish I could do that in a regular podcast form without getting in trouble, but it's not just about getting in trouble. I even feel bad doing it on the Patreon page because those artists aren't getting their two cents, you know, it's getting them some exposure, and everything, but I don't, exposure currency only goes so far, particularly when you're a struggling artist. And, and the rock stars will tell you, my, my buddy, Van William to bring up again, I don't want to bring up too much, but like, you know, he's got several albums out. He was in a big band for a while, Port O'Brien, he goes on tour. And sometimes it's a struggle. It's just it's it's not it's like people think if you're on YouTube, you're automatically, you know, a a millionaire. And it's like a lot of the big successful YouTubers don't live and don't start out in L.A. or New York. They start out in smaller towns where maybe they own a four bedroom house because they work down at the power uh, factory and now they're doing YouTube videos and they get big. Then they move to L.A. That's not the template that works for everyone. Same for rock stars. So all right, so some are done well and reinvigorated uh, love of certain bands. Most are pretty lousy. I I I'm fine with that. I, I'm fine with that. I'll check that out. What like how how many clicks till you get like Zoomer reacts to Fleetwood Mac? Is is that is like is that kind of content? I don't know. I don't know. I'm grabbing this notepad. I feel like I'm Johnny Carson. Wild and wacky stuff, Ed. Azerbaijan. (laughs) Azerbaijan. Uh, All right. What are we going to? Oh, so live questions. We'll take some live questions, and we'll see if anyone's brave enough to get into the Thunderdome here. Uh, We'll see how that goes. See how that goes. This is the podcast where I hang out. Thank you to all of those who are listening to Saturday Night Napsock, the podcast I release most Saturdays. I think soon I might have to. There might be a Saturday night where there's something else released. And I take a break from Saturday Night because because I I put it all together uh, myself. Though this this past week, Kyle Harlow contributed a great sketch concept and some uh, a lot a lot of it. Like it was eighty percent his, and I just reworked some stuff. Christy McGee says, uh, "Are you trying any new recipes this week? This week, so I did. I did. I did jump in on on a cucumber Greek Greek salad. We talked about that on Five Extra Minutes on Patreon this morning. No, this week, Christy, I'll tell you what we're doing this week. We're going back to some old recipes that I've been trying over the last three, four weeks to make sure I I still know how to do them. That it wasn't just a one time thing. And then can I improve them? So tonight for dinner, at the time this recording." We are going to have pestadillas again, pesto dillas, pesto dillas, not pesta, pesto dillas, which is, um, real simple, tomatoes, mozzarella cheese, some garlic, some pesto sauce. I might add some other little seasonings, maybe a little red wine vinegar and in a quesadilla. So it's like a, it's like a caprese quesadilla. And I think that's what we're doing. um, Oh, on the reaction videos that Pete Rich says I only watch semi truck trailer reactions. Pete, is that a reference? Do you know that? What do you do you know what that means to me and Josh McCuga? I'll I'll tell the story if you don't know. Um, Lauren Romo says, uh, but but Christy, going back to your recipe thing, I got some stuff. I got some stuff. Okay, it is a reference. Pete Rich is Pete. I should have I should never have doubted you. That is a reference to a sketch Josh McCuga kept pitching at Collider. Trailer reactions, but it's truck trailers. Lauren Roma says, will you be watching San Diego Comic-Con International from home at all? I will not be. Um, I love San Diego Comic-Con. I love a lot of Comic-Cons, Wizard Worlds and Wonder Cons and LA Comic-Cons and all those things. I love them. San Diego Comic-Con is the granddaddy of them all for a lot of reasons. But for me, what I love about it is not the actual event. This is going to sound privileged, but I've been fortunate to go every Comic Con I've gone to. I've gone working it, press, um, professional badge, or whatever you will say. I've, I've I've been a part of a team that's gone. Some I've had crazy, crazy. Uh, you know, the first Screen Junkie Central one broke me. I had a, like a stress related near heart attack two days before. It was a mess. I don't I don't like that Comic Con. The one right after that. Actually the Comic-Con in 2017 Cody Hall just tweeted about it today kind of a subtweet and it was hilarious. Don't have a lot of great memories about that Comic-Con. But throughout them all and I've been going to San Diego Comic-Con since 2014, which doesn't seem like a lot but in con years that's a very long time. What I I don't like attending them. I don't like the panels. There's some fun moments it's the it's being down there, and I'm not, I'm not even talking about like the parties. I've been fortunate to get in some parties, and after a while, you just kind of realize the parties are jack shit. I don't try to swear much, but there you go, mom. I'm sorry. What I it's being down there, it's being in this giant nerd bubble, it's being in an entire city. This is why San Diego Comic Con I still think is one of the the favorites, despite it being uh so big and and it can be a it can be a problem a lot of people can form resentment against it new york comic-con great but once you cross the street from the javits center for new york comic-con you're out of the con you might for a block or two you might see someone dressed as a ninja turtle but then you're gone the star wars celebrations are my favorite probably emotional conventions and you're still part of it. But after what, you get in the cab, you head back a certain way, you're out of the convention. Unless you're at a hotel that's close enough. But even then, you're just at the hotel and you're heading to and from. San Diego Comic-Con, it takes over downtown. This is why I don't ever, I get the the, the, the stress it might put on the city. But I also understand what it, the money it brings into the city. I don't ever want it to leave San Diego. I love downtown San Diego. I love that area. I love getting down there. I love the vibe. I love the craziness, even on the really hot days when you're sweating through your jeans because you're running back and forth between shoots or whatever. I just um, I just love it. And you know, Graham in chat says, uh, you know, as much as I enjoy celebration panels and stuff, I get it. I also love the adjacent stuff like Ellis Schmodown, uh, some other show I've never heard of. Um, yeah, that, um, that's the kind of stuff. It is the atmosphere. And San Diego that's what it feels the comedy show done going down to like the the american comedy club with alice and everything and uh being all that kind of stuff um yeah okay i've never been to edinburgh i know a lot of people go to the edinburgh uh french festival uh that kind of stuff um dragon con in atlanta has that vibe i've never been i've never been but like scrimshaw the Damons they go uh, almost every year i mean Damon's and sit in their backyard scrimshaw has been going for like 15 years and he's it's he's, it's a different vibe but it's you're in it. You're in, you're there the whole time. And that can get exhausting. That can get exhausting. But though that is what I'm um, forgetting. And, and this is weird. I think I'll actually title this YouTube video Remembering San Diego Comic-Con. Looking back on San Diego Comic-Con like it died. Uh, and then people will be like, time code. Um, but I, I'm so glad. This is a great question, Lauren, because... I texted Mark Ellis and Josh McCougar this week, and I think they thought well, I was joking because we have an ongoing, just sarcastic text thread going. But I was sitting on the couch. I think Grace and I were watching a ghost show or something. It was during a commercial break, and I just start. I brought up Google Maps. I went to downtown San Diego, and without looking up the details, though, if you bring up Google, oddly enough, you know Google Maps is spying on you, and and like places you've been will pop up. It's always a little freaky because your reservations were in there or whatnot. But without really using any help, I traced every hotel I've been at for San Diego Comic Con, including last year's, which was my least favorite Comic Con in terms terms of accommodations because we didn't have a hotel room, and Grace and I had to go stay at my cousin's house for a night, which wasn't they were they were great, but they they were forty minutes outside of the city on a mountain, and getting and then then we switched hotel. We got a little hotel, like a Motel 6 thing across from the live Schmodown, which was a, a kind of a disaster of, of an event. And then the hotel was fine, but like the nearest thing to eat was like a broken down Subway restaurant. It was really weird. Um, So I don't have a lot of members of that. But every, everyone, every other place, and I don't know what, again, it's like the peanut butter and jelly sandwich up top. I guess I need the comfort of nostalgia. I literally was finding every hotel in order and just remembering the good times. Remember the frustrating times. remember the hard work? There's one um, one hotel it was, it was technically Harloff's room, but we were all like in it, like five of us in it. that those are horrible stories. but um pile of towels like I've never seen. But uh, I, I had to rush back to the hotel room and like high humidity, 100 degree weather, sweating through everything I was wearing like five times on a Saturday with like memory cards to like edit and upload videos and then running back to hall H and grabbing it and running back. And like, at the time I was like, this is exhausting. But now I look back. um, Now I look back and like, I I just like, I miss that stuff. So to your question. And I don't mean to be like, no, I'm not going to listen to panels. I just, I'm not as interested in that stuff. I am interested in the fellowship. I'm interested in the kinship. And that can happen anywhere. It's not the cons, but you find it there. And it's some kind of special. Because San Diego Comic-Con, you know, and I've been part of panels and the honest trailer stuff in the Screen Junkie Central. And that's kind of fun. you get to meet folks that love your work. And, and I'll never, never, never not want to experience that. But you work, and it's, and it's Comic-Con for a lot of us, Comic-Con is a it's it's a almost 24-hour a day kind of thing, not complaining. Well, you get up at six a.m. You get to work, and you come back to the hotel room. You take a quick shower, you change, and you go to a party. And then the parties sometimes are work, and that's why you got to attend them and get in. But it's all, but it's fun, and it's not the things. It's who you're with, and we still have memories of those things. And it's weird. I can be sometimes maybe not as uh, you know close or not as talking talking regularly to the folks I was at these conventions in, but we can bring that up. Be like, do you remember? Do you remember that one Comic Con where we were at? Yeah. Oh, God. That was, that was best. You guys have heard me, uh, tell the story, uh, you know, Tom and I, uh, you know, getting loaded Doritos at 3 a.m. Like those are the kind of things. And that, I am feeling the loss of that this week. So San Diego Comic Con, um, hope to be, uh, be in you next year will be a lot of fun. A couple more questions here. No one wants to take, I'm going into the Discord. No one wants to take, um, Take the link, huh? No one here. I'll I'll even drop it in the boardroom. Drop it in the boardroom. All right. Uh, a couple questions here. Lauren Roma says, "Would I consider going to a MLB game this year at all?" I would. I'm not planning on it, but if they open things up a little bit, I would. Um, I don't. I'm not heading to Disneyland anytime soon. But as a lot of you know, I was there the week they announced it was closing on Saturday. I was there on Thursday. And I, I know people actually had it. I, 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 think we, we, we know someone who who had caught it and was there like two days before us. So I'm not, I'm not dumb in saying that it wasn't a risk. Looking back, I don't think we would have gone. But when I was there, I didn't feel worried. If that makes sense. So I think I'd go to a game. I'd be worried. I'm worried now. Wear my mask. I take it all seriously. But I think I, I think I'd hold off. But I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, Kristen McGee related to that says, did you buy a cardboard cutout of yourself for baseball games? I haven't, but now I want to look up the pricing. Could I get into Yankee stadium as a cardboard cutout for those who don't know what's going on? Major league baseball. I saw, I think it was the Rangers, the new stadium. I saw that yesterday watching a game, you know, they're selling like the Rangers call it your doppelganger. Like you can buy a picture of, uh, you yeah. you could buy a picture of yourself, and they'll print it out, and you'll you'll be a cardboard cutout in the stands. I'm game for that. I don't. I just don't think the price will probably be worth it. I'd I'd pay up to a hundred bucks if I could have like a Knapsack Files shirt or a Why We Love Star Wars shirt on. Do a little branding, and I'm behind home plate. I'd be up to a hundred bucks. I don't know. Uh, some people in chat. So we're a few minutes left in the show here because I got I do have to start making that dinner I talked about. A few minutes left in the show. I'm trying to I put here's the story for those listening on the podcast later. I've dropped the link for the StreamYard, which the show is being broadcast to YouTube from, in the TNF boardroom and live links Discord section on my Patreon page. You can you can only get in there if you're a certain level of investment in me. And I want to invest back in you. And I want to share your voices. We've had some great phone calls. Uh, Star Wars Alice, Pete Rich, they've jumped on some other shows with some phone calls and selling them. So, Oh, Zach, oh sorry. I'm, I'm like a dog. I'm distracted so easily. Zach Anderson says, Brewers are selling them for 50 bucks. You know what? I paid 50 It doesn't have to be Yankee Stadium, Zach. Zach, how much? Do they offer a deal? Could we get a cardboard cutout of you and I, like, hands over each other's shoulder, like, hanging out? Could they do that? Oh, okay. You know, I'll ask him directly. All right, Zach. How you doing, Zach? What's going on, guys? Not much. So what what would the cost be for you and I to go to a Brewer game together in that cardboard cutout? Like, it could be 75 bucks. You and I are just arms o- over each other's shoulders going, yay, we're at the Brewers. From what I saw, it was like 50 bucks for each one for, for uh, Brewers, at least. I don't know about other teams. I don't care about it. I care about your stupid brewers. All right. Uh, Look into it, Zach. Is there a deal? 75 bucks. You get to sit on my lap as a cardboard cutout. Well, now I definitely have to look this up. Yes, please. Please. Pete Rich says, hey, it's Whitey. Yes. Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) All right. Zach, quickly here. Um, uh, And you are like me. You're light mode for life on our phones. How did you get this yeah. Nick how did you get this nickname whitey I'm guessing how but how did you get it and how do you get rid of it
1: um well the origin of the nickname is
0: just I had some jerks on my track team okay. and just they decided to call me that because I was really pale and we all used to run with our <laughs> shirts off and they would all make the joke that I was blinding them <laughs> and you just get rid of it by not ever talking to any of those people again. <laughs> That's actually pretty smart. That's pretty smart. Uh, I, I yeah, just ignore it. Just move on, move along. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Yeah, that's not a good one. like like knapsack, I don't like that one. Kenny, you all know I don't like. You know, very few people do. I allow them to call me Kenny, and that's what it is. After a while, you just you know hopefully stop working for those people. I guess is what it is. Um, and Pete Rich says telling more people about it does not help get rid of it so you shared it with us so we'll we'll try to not do that
1: that's a fair point Pete
0: yeah uh Zach before I let you go here do you have the ability to show us your puppy which sounds dirty but it's actual literal question or a literal I do puppy. I do have the ability okay to this is show for my puppy this is for padlock McGee yeah. watching live on YouTube now at, at this table um, and I know for those listening on the podcast later this I is
1: I just your puppy you can pay
0: Kristen McGee wants puppy. Oh, there we go. Okay. Let's see. Look at that. Oh, there's a little puppy. So we on, uh, those listening on the audio podcast, I apologize. We are watching a little puppy. What's the puppy's name again? That's Baxter. It is Baxter. Like our Baxter. Oh, there's two puppies. There's Baxter. And who's that?
1: And the other one's Topper.
0: Topper or Tapper? Topper. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Topper's our old man. This is a cute little puppy pair. Good. How much damage have they caused to your apartment?
1: Um, well, Baxter's being very uh, persistent with not being potty trained.
0: Mm. I so, understand. I understand.
1: Yeah, he's he's been a handful of trying to keep track of that.
0: That's awesome.
1: But uh, other than that, he's been, he's been pretty good.
0: Okay. This is great. I love this. Thank you, Zach, for calling in. I, I was... Um, I want to do one final thing, Zach. Are nope. you wearing cargo shorts or flip-flops? Uh,
1: does,
0: is neither an option? Neither is the right answer. Neither is the right answer. <laughs> okay. Pete Rich says, $50 Super Chat if the dog poops on camera. Uh, you know, Pete, it's not that kind of show, but you can PayPal me the $50 if this happens. Um, Yeah. That's good. I mean, uh, it can it, be arranged. It, I, it can be arranged as long as I get half. I'm sure. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll cut you in. I'll cut you in on that there. Uh, drum roll, says old handsaw. We're getting ready to see if this dog will defecate on command. No. Zach, I appreciate you. I kid, I kid you. Uh, if you guys, if, you, if you're if you on my YouTube channel, go click a couple of videos back and you'll see a video uh, titled uh, something like a man takes on a mechanical bull. It's Zach Anderson riding uh, a mechanical bull at Saddle Ranch Sunset following uh, Schmodown Awards a couple years ago. And I still thank you for uh, uh, allowing me to uh, uh, tape you in your uh, vulnerable state, Zach. Always great memories, Ken. All right. See you, buddy. See you. See ya. Yeah. All right. That is awesome there. See? Oh, pretty easy. That's all you have to do. It's all you have to do. I don't know why Graham is afraid to do this. You know as much Graham Graham Butler has been a fan I, I hate using that term fan he's a supporter um and he is uh always around at events. you'll see him he'll whisk past you, past you, past you and you'll see a man in a kilt and it'll just be like hey, you'll be like, that's ah, Graham Gray Jackal Butler." but now he won't he won't get on the video conference for this phone call. I understand Graham, I understand. Uh, oh, there we go. I guilted him in to do it. Please welcome to the show one of my favorite uh, folks out here in the Nafsac Files community. Actually, there's only one person I don't like in our community, and it's uh, it's uh, Will McLean. Oh, hey, Will's here. Um, uh, here we go. Graham Butler, check it in from Hi, Edinburgh. How are I you? I put my uh, chair under the desk and whacked my knee off. Look at that. How many, Legos, how many Legos are in the back of your uh, display there? Uh, Christ.
1: Um, A-wing... Uh, Y Wing, X X Wing, um, go
0: and on. then all things, uh, somewhere as well. Look at that. Is that the let's the ta- is that the is that the, what what was that a Lego uh, two tower set over there? What's going on? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, the Tower of All Thank. Um, uh, um, there
0: you go. All right, now I know you said you don't really have a question, Graham, but um, I got a question for you. Okay, um, let's go back to Orlando 2017 Star Wars celebration. I know exactly yeah. where this is going Well, so, um, we, we got to settle this because we always reference this and it's hilarious. What were you thinking following Jeremy Johns into the bathroom? Do I have the story right? Kind of. Um, I,
1: <laughs> I did follow him into the bathroom, but not deliberately. <laughs> the, time, the, the, the timing was such that I went in after him and we were at the, um, the sinks together afterwards. Okay. And, uh, after we dealt with the various ablutions. And um, and he was just looking in the mirror, and I caught his eye. And he'd done something on Movie Talk or Autumn Tactical. I can't remember what it was. Uh, but he was talking about something to do with selling a DVD or a Blu-ray or something. Right and and making some money off it it was a joke it was a yeah that thing so i riffed on that and said something about you know this might get you another few million quid or whatever and he just looked at me quizzically you know not you know, not knowing what on earth i was talking about there's this bloke you know this fat guy and a bald guy in a kilt next to him yeah you know, in, <laughs> in orlando saying so what the hell are you on about uh but uh, i i, I connected I, I bumped into him again later on outside yeah uh, and and had uh managed to clear it up and whatnot uh, so, yeah, that's, that's
0: what it was. No, it's it's fine. I, I know what you mean by accidental. We've all had some of those moments there. And just knowing Jeremy because Jeremy is, is the nicest, affable uh, guy in the world, but you know, he's also, you know, he's got his boundaries. And so I gotta imagine he was like Oh oh, here we go. But I'm sure it turned out fine. That was at the that was at the meetup, right? That was at the uh, bar next yeah, to the comedy show, right? Fat, yeah. Um was it oh,
1: oh, I think it was at the meet yeah, no, because I went to Ellison next night. Yeah it was the meetup, yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: okay. Uh, this is great. Um, same convention. I had someone wait for me outside my bathroom stall at Star Wars Celebration Convention Hall. That was that. Don't don't do that. That's you know accidental. No. accidental. Or uh, slide a bit of paper underneath the door saying, "Can I get an autograph?" Yeah, I mean, yeah. Luckily, uh, no one wants that from me. But um, it's good. Well, this, this is. I always tease Graham. Graham can take the jokes. It's always fun. Um, but so this theory, Graham. Honestly, how you said what four hundred and seventy six pubs in in Edinburgh, right? Yes,
1: uh, well, four hundred and seventy six licensed? Now hang on, so seven hundred and fifty something licensed establishments, and four hundred and seventy six of those are pubs.
0: Where where were you actually born?
1: Were you born in Edinburgh? I was born in Edinburgh but then I moved down so my family moved down south when I was 1 year old. Okay. Um, so I was brought up in England uh, 50 miles west of London. Hence gotcha. the English accent.
0: Right. Yeah, I always do a yeah, I always do a bad I do bad accents regardless, but you're right. And and then um you you spent some time in the states though too. So Yes.
1: Uh, first time was in well I visit vacations aside um, yeah. or holidays for us in you know British folk. Yeah. Um the, the uh, was in 2008 when I went traveling around the world and I bought a uh car and a beat up Ford Taurus in Seattle. Um, mm. uh, when I crossed yeah. over from Canada and drove it down the PCH and all that, you know, down yeah. through um, you know, Washington, um, Oregon. And Oregon's very short, I discovered, um, uh, yeah. but it's I presume it's quite wide, but it's yeah, you know, I was through it in no time, yeah. And then Northern California, steps, stopped to the Redwoods, things like that, and oh, went um, all the way it, down to San Diego. And then, no, before San Diego, from San Francisco, across the Yosemite, then Vegas, then Phoenix, for some absurd reason. And then back, yeah, well, I got to, I went to the canyon and Vegas, Vegas it. and then the canyon, sorry. And then when I got to the canyon, I thought, well, I've got nothing else to do. Let's just keep going. Let's see, you know, I went to fast flag stuff and then ended up in Phoenix. There you go. Um, in the middle of the most spread out city I have ever been. Phoenix right, yep. Yeah, you need a car to get one block is ridiculous
0: yeah phoenix um, is similar to la in that yeah, regard yeah yeah all that i spent two years working in boston um
1: in Same. 2011 through
0: 13. there you go so. boston's almost like the uk to me no this is great so if i not if when when graham i get over to uh the uk i'm gonna i definitely gotta hit some london i gotta hit that point and i had i head to your town where we where are we gonna go first
1: um, somewhere on the Royal Mile, probably, because um, there's a, at least twenty half decent pubs. The prices are a bit higher because it's a tourist place, but yeah, you know, the
0: history and all that kind of stuff, you know, would probably be appreciated. How drunk would we get that all the rest of our plans would fall apart? Oh, completely. Oh, that's great. That's what I want.
1: That's, <laughs> what, I want. that's what I want. And yeah, if we started with the whiskey, the whiskey society would have to be at the end. Because knowing your, your fondness for whiskey, yeah, um, you wouldn't want to leave. So gotcha. if we've started there, you'd go nowhere else.
0: Distillery tours, says Trey. Okay, I like this. We'll plan on it. Um, I, you know, one of these days I'll be able to travel again. We'll all be able to travel again. Graham, you. see, you you think you didn't have anything to talk about, but from stocking Jeremy Johns in the bathroom to taking me to get whiskey drunk in well, Edinburgh, I right. right, defer to you on that. You prompted it. So. There you go. It sounds like you're saying I challenged you, and you wouldn't be wrong. All right. uh, Thank you, Graham. We're going to let Graham go, and we're going to start wrapping up this show here. This has been a lot of fun. We'll do more of this here. If you want to get involved uh, uh, in the show, as, as asking questions in the live chat, maybe even popping in with your video camera. You can do that through Patreon at patreoncom slash so I Choose the tier that uh, you want, but this uh, this goes uh, from tier three on up. Uh, involved with the TNF in session, it's a lot of fun to do this. A lot of fun to pull you all in because you invest in me. I want to invest back in you as best I can. Uh, the baseball season is here, so I do want to point everyone to Box Score Heroes podcast YouTube channel. Uh, me talking baseball, special guests. We got behind the bag with me and Tom Dagnino. We're trying to do that weekly. Uh, and the special shows, there'll be times they'll just pop up. I'm going to open up some baseball cards. I might even do some baseball card ASMR on that channel. It's Everything's going to go on Box War Heroes. So if you love baseball, head over there, and thank you for the support. Thank you for those who listen to Saturday, Saturday Night Napsack. Every Saturday night is uh, a show I keep putting more and more into, and I love doing it. The brick building stuff, everything going on Twitch, and pretty soon, uh, that's right. Ken's Kitchen, cooking with Ken. We're going to be doing some cooking on Twitch as well. Fire and Wine on Twitch with me and Grace is going to return soon. And please listen to Think Peace and Grace's podcast as well. That's it for the plugs. You know where to find me, catnapsock.com, and all those things. This has been a blast. TNF In Session, the real episode 14. We'll see you all next time. Bye.